Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's Tuesday, I think, everybody, <laughs> to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite actors from film and television, movies, music, and more. And today is a, it's been a very busy day for us production-wise, but very exciting because we've just had amazing people. And today we are chatting with Brandon Severs. Brandon has a project coming out. When I found out about this a year or so ago, my mind was blown. Mm -hmm. He is part of a fantastic project Head of the Class, which is a reboot slash retelling of the late 90s television show, Head of the Class. Mm-hmm. And although there are some similarities, it is different in many ways. I'm so excited about this. This show premieres on October 4th. Brandon, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Hey, thank you so much. And by the way, the show airs November 4th, so on this Thursday. November 4th. Yes. See, November, October <laughs> My brain is is fried. Okay, so let's talk about this because this is an iconic show mm-hmm. that is being retold. Let me ask you, Brandon, were you familiar with the original when you found out about this project and had you seen it before or did you watch it once you found out about it and were cast? How did that whole process work? So I, I had heard about the show before I auditioned for it, uh, but I hadn't really seen much of it. I'd seen maybe a rerun here or there, but I hadn't really sat down and committed myself to watching it until I got the audition. Once I got the audition, I found the show, watched a good amount of it just to get prepared for the the tone of the show with the audition. So that was about my introduction to it. Well, let's talk about this because, again, the cast that's in this is fantastic. Thank you. How did how did the yes how did the project come about for you, and what was the process getting you connected with it and from there to you know taping it because i know sometimes it can be different for everybody yes so i auditioned for it my first audition was in september of 2020 so a little over a year ago that was my first audition and this project there were there were a lot of auditions and i was also filming another project at the time of auditioning i was filming the second season of another show called diary of a future president and yes. i i got the audition for this it was in the middle of that so i was auditioning and shooting at the same time um, and it, it happened just so well because there was a bit of nervousness around the show because it looked like the two were going to conflict with uh, scheduling, but it happened perfectly so that the Friday I ended Diary, I started the pilot for Head of the Class. So we shot the pilot in the end of January, finished early February, 
and came back to shoot the rest of the show in around June, July, finished in September. So my question would be, because we are all familiar with the original, what can, I know you can't talk about a lot, (laughs) but what can viewers expect when they have the opportunity to watch this? Well, you can expect a lot of a lot of similar themes. The show still has a lot of heart. It's still about, you know, a group of overachieving debate kids. But at the same time, there's a lot of different uh, nuances to it because it's coming from a much more diverse cast, which is something that uh, is new to our show. It's also dealing with a lot more current topics. We talk about cancel culture in like the first episode. It's dealing with like what it's like to be a kid in all of this and all of this time and handling crushes and social media on top of still trying to remain at the top of your class and get into an Ivy League college and all of these different um, areas of life that the first show didn't necessarily cover because it wasn't of the time. Yeah, I like the fact that just because a show gets rebooted, so to speak, that it's not... Obviously, times have changed since that show came on mm-hmm. in the 90s-ish, I think. when it, And it was a very popular show, too. I remember Robin Givens. I mean, there was a lot of people that were a part of that show. And, of course, it dealt with topics at hand. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a show like this, Brandon, what is your hope that people take away from it when they get a chance to watch it? Like, if there was one thing that you could say, I mean, there's a lot of things clearly you're going to be covering some very important conversations that need to happen, I think, especially in today's day and age when it comes to everything that's going on in the world right now specifically. But if there was one or two things that you could pick, like what would that be that you hope people walk away from with? Mm, that's a great question. Um, honestly, I really hope people can take away to live life to the fullest because that's one thing that when the teacher comes in, our teacher, Alicia, that's what she's really trying to get all of us to do because we're all so focused on school and focused on this being the only thing that's important to us that she kind of forces us to widen our scope a bit so i would say that is one thing that i hope people can do uh is is to understand to really live life to the fullest because that's what i took away from it yeah i'm excited about this show as i've said several times because (laughs) i was such a fan but i think it's great to have fresh new faces we have other cast members coming on the show okay before this airs in november so You've been an actor for a very long time. Obviously, we mentioned Diary of a Future President, which you've been a part of. What was your acting journey, Brandon? What was it that interested you the most that made you say, this is something that I want to take a swing at and pursue as a full-time career? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Another one. (laughs) But I've really, I've started because my dad was a stand-up comedian. We were from Las Vegas, so he was a a local stand-up and my mom was a model. So I was kind of introduced to the the entertainment industry a bit and I I grew up doing like church plays and that's really what kind of sparked the interest and the fire a little bit. And I was at a show in Vegas at Disney on Ice, I think in 2013, I think, I think it was 2013. Uh, and my managers, Hollywood Access Inc., they were they had a booth at the at the Disney on Ice, and I wasn't performing or anything. I was just walking around, and they stopped me because they thought this kid looks like he might have something special. And I started training with them, started taking classes, going out on auditions, and then some years later, I'm I'm here, thankfully. Yeah, I would say the thing about it is, is that you've had such an immersive career so far at what I consider to be. A very young age. I mean, you've done far more 
Thank at this you. point in your life than I yes that I ever did, and I think most people do. And it's because you have that tenacity and that drive not to just be successful, but to really work hard and be the very best that you can be at your craft, right? Mm -hmm. Because this career that you've chosen, I feel is very competitive and the waters are wide as far as what's happening. And again, as you mentioned earlier on, this show has a lot more cultural representation and is dealing with more topics that are important. You know what I'm saying? And relevant, but I, I feel like we'll reach a very mass audience, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think in the original, the students, although they, you know, played younger, were still considerably older, I think, you know, at the time. At least that's my memory. It's been years since I've seen the show. Mm-hmm. Now, you've had a lot of successes and you've done a lot of great projects, but have you ever had any moments in your career, Brandon, where you maybe experienced some self-doubt or thought to yourself, I don't know if I should be doing this. Even the idea of imposter syndrome where you are successful like diary or head of the class and you just have those human moments where you're like, this is crazy. There's no way I should be doing this. There's probably somebody far better uh, than myself, which is not true by the way, (laughs) but do you know what I mean? You just have those moments where you're like, there's no way I should be doing this. Definitely. I feel like any actor any actor has honestly i feel like if they say that they haven't then they're probably not remembering it correctly um for me (laughs) uh for me i know right before i booked walk the prank i was on the verge of stopping because i had been going through a lot just in my family i was right after my dad passed away i was still kind of in it and even like when that audition came in i was shooting a commercial for toyota and i was just like i don't I don't even want to take it like this. This seems like it's too much. There's there's a lot going on, but um, I got convinced. I got convinced to take it, thankfully. Um, and I, it went on to be something greater than I could have imagined. But at the time, it just didn't seem worth it. And things things can get very difficult because there are periods of time for anyone where things might just they they might not be the hottest. They might not be going as fast as you want them to be. Like even after I did walk the prank, there was a period of time where I just wasn't doing much. I'd shot a pilot and I did uh, an episode of Raven's home, which was fun. Those were all great, but the pilot didn't go. And after Raven's home, it was still kind of the same thing. It was just kind of dead space in me wondering like, am I doing the right thing? But the, the, the real way I switched my mindset, the way my mindset changed was me adjusting what success looked like for me because success didn't always have to look like being on a set constantly, even though that's great and it's what I want to do. It doesn't always sure. have to look like being on a set constantly because what I really want to do ultimately is continue to act and continue to continue to do what I've been dreaming of, which is acting, which is playing all these different characters. So if I can do that, then ultimately... I am successful. Yeah, 100%. So really the long game is having a career with longevity, right? Definitely. And not burning out and becoming a statistic mm-hmm. of child actors who, <laughs> whatever the case might be, it doesn't have to be drug or alcohol related, mm-hmm. but really just burnout even, really. Definitely. Because what people don't realize is that what you do takes a lot of time, long days, long hours. And although there are changes in motion in Hollywood to fix this, 14 hour, 15 hour, 16 hour days, 
Um, you know, it takes a lot to get a production production off the ground anyway, but then to film something is a completely different scenario. One last question, Brandon. Yes. We've covered a lot of different things here, but as we wrap things up here to put a cherry on top of the ice cream, best advice given that you've received in Ooh. your career so far that has really sustained you and, and helped keep the fuel in the engine and keep you going. Yes, definitely. I will say the one thing that's definitely kept me going that I learned, it was from an actor uh, who's achieved the the thing of the that we all want, longevity, Lawrence Fishburne. Because he's been in this since he was younger than I am and he's older than I am and iconic. He's been around forever and he's, his legacy will live on long after he does. But something that he taught me, and it wasn't even through something that he said, it was something that he did. It was to never stop learning because he's been in the industry forever. But we, when we were working on a project together, I could see how intently he was listening to our director, we, uh, director Seath Mann. Every word that Seath said, he took and ran with. And it was so interesting to me because I'm like, he, he's Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I know he knows how to do everything in this, in this game of acting masterfully yet he still humbles himself to listen to the person who's, you know, directing this project. And that's something that I took to the heart to never stop learning because I'm obviously nowhere near as experienced as he is. And even when I get to that place, he's still listening, he's still learning, and he's still striving to be better. I love it. Be sure to watch this fantastic show November 4th, not October. (laughs) It's been a long day. I digress. <laughs> Brandon Severs, also in Diary of a Future President and other projects and films. Just head over to imdb.com mm-hmm. and just Google Brandon Severs. Follow him on social media. He's very active on there, and you can see what Brandon has been up to. Brandon, thanks for joining me today for on the Brett me. Allen Show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. This was great. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.